And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a class number two. Actually, Liberal Arts 102 of John Cabot University's very own Declassified University Success uh, Guide. A uh, workshop that is all about helping you succeed at a liberal arts institution. We've already covered in our previous uh, episode how to get accepted, what to do for the application process when you're applying and looking for a uh, your dream university. So hopefully um, you'll be able to listen to that very, very soon. You'll find it, you'll find it on um, Spotify, on Cabot Cast, John Cabot University's official Spotify account. So definitely look out for uh, that. Without further ado, I think uh, we should jump right into it. I see we have more attendees. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and let me ask you, where are you from? I know we have some attendees from Greece, from Rwanda, so from Europe, Africa, from all over the world. And this is what we like to uh, see. And this is, of course, what you will see at JCU as well. So definitely already reflecting the uh, community. We have Jennifer from Brazil as well. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Eleni. Hello, Keza. Thank you very much for joining us today. Like I said, today uh, we'll be addressing, uh, we'll be taking uh, the class Liberal Arts 102, what to do at a liberal arts institution to succeed. All right, so I hope you are as excited as I am and like I said, before we begin, you let me tell you, you will find this episode on um, Cabocast on John Cabot University's official Spotify account. And uh, I think, yeah, without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, so first of all, let's give another brief description of what we've been doing and uh, what we will cover um, during the workshop, as you can see, we have our GIF from The Simpsons. Oh, Lord, it's only Wednesday. That is correct. Because our workshops, uh, our workshop sessions uh, uh, do happen on Wednesday. So last Wednesday, we had Admissions 101, an inside look at the admissions process of U.S. liberal arts universities to maximize your chances of acceptance. Today, we are looking at Liberal Arts 102. So I hope you got pen and paper ready because today we'll be talking about discovering whether the liberal arts education system suits you and how it might be your best choice in a post-COVID world. And next Wednesday, careers and opportunities. I hope you're also excited about that. 103, prepare for your future career and take full advantage of the opportunities offered by institutions to increase your competitiveness in today's job market. Now, before I begin, I'm sorry, but this will be brief. I have to introduce myself. Who am I? I'm a former student. I double majored in international affairs and international business, class of 2019, your host, Giovanni. Um, I'm from Sicily, from the south of Italy. And as you can see, I've been working as an admissions counselor for uh, John Cabot University for almost two years now. And I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you may have today. Um, I will drop my email in the uh, chat box. So if you have any questions, feel free to, you know, shoot me an email, ask away. But also for today's session, if you, should you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the Q&A box. I'll be addressing those uh, in a second once presentation, I should say once the class is uh, over. And yes, experience in international educational liberal arts, that is what I would love to go into uh, once my 
um, let's say, experience at JCU as an admissions counselor ends. Uh, I, I'm planning on pursuing a master's program in higher education administration. So fingers crossed. And that, that is also, I think, the, uh, the beauty of uh, the liberal arts system, right? Um, and what I mean by that is, like I said, I double majored in international affairs and international business. And so that means I, I studied, you know, focused on politics, on the international politics arena, as well as international business, what it entails to lead a business uh, that operates you know, internationally as well. And guess what? Put those two together, thanks to the liberal arts education system. And I'm now going into education and especially international education. So fingers crossed, uh, my uh, plan will come uh, true. Now, last bullet point, loves sports. And as you can see, there's a meme right there. Can't be bad at sports if I don't play it. I used to play sports. I grew up playing basketball. Just a fun fact about me. Uh, I played basketball for seven years, both in Sicily and in Rome for JCU when uh, I was on uh, uh, John Cabot University's uh, basketball team for my freshman year. So if you have any questions about that jump shot, I'll uh, be more than happy to answer those as well. All right, so let's jump right into it. So today, what will we be talking about? Liberal arts. What is it? As you can see from the matrix, do you want to know what it is? Um, let's start with a brief introduction. So what is it? The four C's of liberal arts. And this will um, will kind of give you an idea of what you will learn taking classes at, at a liberal arts institution. So what we want to do right now is we want to describe it and then we'll understand what it is and then we'll understand what to do and how to succeed. So let's begin. Something you need to know if you're not familiar, familiar with the American academic system, what you need to know is that it allows for plenty of freedom, plenty of room to play with when it comes to shaping your academic path. Why? Because perhaps you already know this, we have majors and minors. And I think, yes, we'll be um, addressing those in a second. You'll be able to combine those. There's plenty of flexibility. We'll be talking about those in a second. But what will liberal arts, a liberal arts system teach you? As you can see, what we call the vital skills, the four C's of liberal arts. And we're talking about creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking. Why? Let me give you a, uh, an example, because I think uh, a real life situation would be the best example here. And I remember this was my sophomore year at JCU, but please, I don't want you to think that this would only happen at, uh, you know, at our university. Um, if, you're, if you're studying at a liberal or if you're planning on studying at a, at a liberal arts institution, you will know and see uh, that uh, any class you take will exercise and will force you to earn and to work on these four C's of liberal arts. And I have very, um, I think I have a very interesting example here. So remember my sophomore year. Yes, my sophomore year, I decided to take uh, uh, American government, right? That wasn't a required course for the international affairs major, but, and we'll be talking about the structure, right? Of the uh, specific degrees, how everything is uh, set up. Um, but like I said, it wasn't a required class. I, just, I still decided to take it. And the professor came into the room. I remember the professor was Jackie Norris, uh, Google her. Because at the time, it's crazy. I didn't know. And by the way, I had the opportunity of picking the professor, picking what time I wanted to take the, uh, the class, or if, uh, you know, a piece of advice to or morning people, or perhaps people or attendees who are not morning people. I know I'm not. 
I never was when I was in high school in Palermo in Sicily. I'm still not, even <laughs> right, even if I have to go to work in the morning. Uh, but you get to decide everything. So when once you get to the university, um, you will be assigned an academic advisor. But I feel like I'm uh, uh, I shouldn't be go that far ahead because we will be discussing that in a second on the next slide. But for example, I showed up to class. I had the freedom of picking my own professor of registering for that class. I show up to class. The professor introduces herself. She goes, "Hello, everybody. My name is Jackie uh, Norris." I had to Google her, but then she introduced herself. Like I said, I didn't know who this person was. And she said, I, I don't know if uh, some of you may recognize me from President, President Barack Obama's campaign. She was the senior manager of President Barack Obama's uh, campaign in Iowa in 2008. Unbelievable, mind-blowing liberal arts institution. I mean, the quality work, class, faculty, you'll find professors who, of course, are experts in their field. So there you go. And an assignment that will really explain what I'm talking about here was coming up with the agenda for a presidential campaign. So at the time, that was 20, I think it was 2015, 2016. Um, and at the time, there were the presidential elections in the US, right? So there were different presidential candidates. And she had us pick one and structure their whole political campaign all over the US. So which cities we had to, uh, we had to go and speak um, in, uh, which, uh, which type of audience we had to appeal to, knowing the uh, demographics, knowing you know, the background, the candidate's background. So. Why am I saying this? And of course, we, we, we had to present this. We had to write a memo. Um, you know, there was, I think, a 10-page paper that we had to work on. And of course, this was all, uh, you know, throughout the, uh, the whole course. So why am I saying this? Number one, the four C's of liberal arts. Number one is creativity. Do you think, and even, and like I said, we're talking about a, a very simple class project. Creativity is required. For example, for, uh, and I was talking about this specific, uh, you know, presidential agenda and memo uh, that we had to work on, who, what to do, how to promote a specific presidential candidate. Communication, which is, I think, the most important thing in, in today's world. Why? Because although I am speaking to you from, uh, you know, behind the screen, this is all, you know, technology is making um, all this happen is making all this possible. However, communication remains the number one thing. How to deliver a message efficiently and successfully. Will you, will the audience be able to understand this, right? So as a presidential candidate, who am I appealing to? Who is my crowd? Who is my audience? Collaboration, who can I work with? And think about it, right? At times, even for a, a presidential candidate, perhaps, not for the primaries, so perhaps not for the first half of the elections, but for the second half of the elections, when you get when you have to get endorsements from um, even other candidates, collaboration and working with other candidates, working with other uh, politicians, and mind you, now let me go back to the classroom, working with your classmates will be necessary, right? And now uh, I want to want to finish the example by saying, of course, by talking about critical thinking, but I want you to to see this as something that could be used in today's workplace. And let me, get, I'll get there in a second, like I said. So critical thinking, um, how to do it, right? So 
even requiring or collecting the information, the necessary information on how to promote a specific candidate, who to appeal to, um, or for example, um, I don't know which city to 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 you know to speak in. Something that when we're collecting information, we have to filter through all of this, filter out the necessary information, necessary pieces of uh, I don't know uh, something that we know that can be useful to us. Critical thinking is all about. Uh, you know, narrowing it down to the most important information that we need for our project. Why is this important? Because let's say fast forward to your uh, graduation, you graduate, you now have a job, fingers crossed. Uh, if we look at the JCU statistics, that is um, highly probable, but <laughs> fingers crossed, right? So um, once you graduate, you get your job, what happens? You have to work on a project. It could be anything. Of course, I can give you my example as an admissions counselor. We have to work on even the workshop, right? Coming up with this workshop had to, you know, we had to use creativity because we decided to to use a, a show that uh, aired on Nickelodeon. I don't know if you if uh, you uh, or any of our attendees are familiar with it, but Nickelodeon, a channel, uh, by the way, still on TV now uh, today. Um, and there was a show that was called Ned's Declassified Survival School Survival Guide. Right, so we kind of used that idea, we spin it, and we decided to to have uh, to create our own workshop on how um, to help students succeed. Right, so creativity, the idea, communication, how to portray it, how to get the message across, how am I presenting presenting this to you? Right, so dividing dividing all of this into three different um, sessions, what to talk about specifically the uh, right the topic. So all of this communication, collaboration. Who can I work with? Who are we uh, appealing to? So for example, should I um, talk to international students? Perhaps US students or US applicants who are already looking at uh, American institutions already know what to do because they're always bombarded with so much information on uh, you know, what to do next, blah, 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 blah. But perhaps international applicants like myself, right? So like I said, I'm an Italian um, citizen from Sicily who uh, when I decided to go to JCU, I had to uh, you know, apply to the university and hopefully and hope that I, I would get in. So I didn't know what to do at the time. So perhaps this workshop is definitely, uh, you know, addressing you and is definitely um, appealing to you international applicants out there who are looking at the liberal um, arts system, but also the American educational system. So there's also that and critical thinking. Let's think about how to promote it. What is the necessary information that we need? and where to collect that, right? So like I said, I hope this will give you an idea of what you're going to do in a class when taking a class at a liberal arts institution and how that is translated into something that you will do once you get a job, right? So all of this, very, very important. Before I move on, any questions you may have, feel free to drop them in the Q&A box. I hope all of this is making sense, all right? So I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you may have in a second. Let's move on. The degree structure. I promise. I promised myself I would. Uh, I would definitely address it. So, like I said, American liberal arts institution, liberal arts system. Um, it's divided into majors and minors. What are majors? What are minors? So, majors are the main fields of your degree that you can combine to other majors or minors. Actually, and or minors, right? So, minors. What are minors? smaller fields in which you can specialize. So at a liberal arts institution in four years, 
let's say you have different uh, interests. For example, when I got to JCU, I knew I liked politics. In high school, I studied different languages. So I knew I already liked politics. I was interested in the political uh, you know, arena, perhaps in different cultures, of course. So decided to go into international affairs. Then uh, the more I studied, the more I, I thought that perhaps I was also interested in business. Perhaps it was something that I was really, really uh, you know, good at, uh, you know, even presenting, even, uh, you know, taking public speaking classes and all that. So what did I do? I decided to put these two interests uh, together and the liberal arts education will, do, will allow you to do exactly that. Okay. So, and let me give you another example. Um, for, uh, we have, uh, uh, if you already know what you would like to do, what kind of career you would like to pursue, I always give this example and I always use this, this example, which I think really helps. Um, let's say you're interested in uh, working at an auction house. An auction house is, for example, I, I usually always uh, uh, name Christie's, one of the biggest uh, auction houses in the world. What they do is they sell um, artworks, right? So who do you think would be interested in doing that or in that career? somebody who's definitely interested in art history and in artworks and in art in general, and somebody who's interested in marketing, perhaps, in business, right? So can you imagine combining these two majors, these two fields that perhaps at first may seem like, uh, you know, they have no common thread as, as if, right? So they had no um, common features. When in reality, there are careers that do combine those and communications is used every, everywhere. Uh, you know, a business, of course, how to promote something, how to sell something, even how to present is used everywhere. So this is just an, an example of how a, uh, a degree at a liberal arts institution will help you get a career or will help you, uh, you know, learn and earn skills that you will need in tomorrow's workplace, I should say today's workplace. Credits, how many to obtain uh, a bachelor's degree? The answer is usually 120 at a regular liberal arts institution. So how is that divided? We have different semesters. I'll be talking about JCU specifically, but of course you can imagine, I mean, at any liberal arts institution, specifically, you know, an American university, this is how it's usually structured. You'll be able to take classes and earn credits for the in the fall semester, in the spring semester, and they usually we usually all have summer sessions. Summer sessions that, by the way, are not mandatory, but they will allow you to take classes and graduate in advance. So, as you can see, graduating early or on time um, to just uh, to just you know help you stay on track to make sure that you get your. Uh, your degree and you're out of there as soon as you graduate looking for a job and into the workplace, okay? Something else I wanted you to know, and I can talk about JCU specifically, um, are scholarships that we give. And I know this is this could be, uh, you know, this, a similar situation for many other universities out there, but the scholarships that we give will, will cover you for eight semesters. What I mean by eight semesters, of course, that's four years. So let's say if it took you three years to graduate or three years and a half to graduate because you are taking those uh, summer sessions, perhaps you're taking four to five or to six uh, classes each and every semester, this will help you, um, you know, graduate on time, graduate early and all that. But even with the scholarship that will cover you 
for eight semesters, perhaps you're willing to take those extra courses that might be pertaining to an interest that you may have in the future, to a future career. Um, and like I said, you are interested in our history, but you really need, because you know what you would like to do, you would like to pursue a career um, at Christie's, right, at the auction house, but you know you have that art history degree already, so perhaps you're interested in combining a minor to that. You, you wish you could take those six uh, marketing or business administration courses. Well, guess what? The scholarship will cover you, right? So like I said, just to give you an idea that the research, the research right uh, beforehand is necessary. I don't know if you remember from the uh, previous session, I had a slide with a bunch of shovels all over the place. Get yourself a shovel, dig, 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 do some research. Because these are you know, some of the opportunities that you will find for each and every institution. So please do that research that it is, it is very much necessary. Electives and the freedom of liberal arts. What are we talking about here? So here we're talking about the specific structure of each and every program. Let's say you're interested in international affairs. I can use this example because this is my uh, this was my major. So um, liberal liberal arts a liberal arts degree has a core curriculum, and we're talking about a twelve uh, twelve course let's say a group of classes that you are required to take to graduate in a specific field, okay? So international affairs has, and I'll give you some examples. Intro to political theory um, has microeconomics, macroeconomics, has international economics. It has, uh, um, what else, what else, what else? Let me think. Um, comparative politics, international politics, right? So all of these courses, all international affairs students are required to take if you if they're willing to pursue a degree in international affairs. So if they if they want to graduate in that specific field. Now, not all international affairs students have to take American government, as I said. So that's a class I took in my uh, my freshman year, or sorry, my sophomore year. Right? Why am I saying this? Because you will find electives. There are some classes that are called general electives, and these are a group of courses that you are not required to take, but you are more than welcome to take if you have a specific interest in those classes. As long as you take a specific amount, and this may change, right? So depending on the institution, depending on the length of the program, but that you have interest in taking, uh, have interest in taking, to graduate in that specific field, but also to have an expertise, to have more knowledge in that specific interest. So, for example, I took American government. Why was that required? No, but because I, I you know, like I said, I I've, I've, uh, was very passionate about American politics, and I knew there was this great professor that I had to Google, by the way, <laughs> so beforehand, because I, I really didn't know. Uh, but then that's the beauty of liberal arts, right? So like I said, you will find experts in their in their field, uh, you know, teaching classes and wonderful, wonderful classes at that. Um, but yeah, so like I said, so there are some courses that perhaps are pertaining to your field, pertaining to your interests that are not really required, but you are willing to take that time to take those courses because you, you know you'll be great at it course, keep an eye on GPA. If you're willing to take those courses that you really, really like, you're very likely to get better grades, right? And those will help your overall GPA once you graduate. So perhaps if you're thinking of master's programs that do require a specific GPA, look into those and make sure you do that research beforehand, okay? All right, so I hope that um, covers this slide. 
Let me know. Like I said, if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to address those in a sec. Moving on. So why choose a liberal arts university in a post-COVID world? Now we have four bullet points, right? As you can see, we have, this is wonderful, I think, this GIF. It was picked, by the way, by Ramsey, our uh, US uh, admissions counselor. Independence, adaptability, everyday skills, support, support, support. And you see there's a doctor just ripping his mask off. Hopefully, uh, this situation will be over very, very soon. But with a liberal arts education, what can we do? These are some of the, uh, the features that a liberal arts education will give you. Independence, learning how to be self-sufficient. Why am I saying this? Because once you get to that specific university, as I was, and I do this a lot, I'm Italian, guys. Please don't make fun. Okay, so independence, learning uh, how to be self-sufficient. Like I said, when you get to a specific university, you will be assigned a, an academic advisor who is usually the, either the, uh, the head of the academic department or perhaps as some uh, other professor um, of, for that right in that department who will sit you down and ask you, okay, so what are you trying to get out of this? Do you have a career goal? Do you have a, do you know perhaps in what time you have a goal in terms of what, how much time uh, you will like it for the, uh, you know, to take, uh, let's say for, for your degree, right? So in how much time would you like to graduate and out of here and into the workplace, as I said, or into, right, the, uh, um, the job industry. So different questions that you, perhaps if you haven't done your research already, if you haven't, uh, or if you're not able to answer those questions already, um, you are encouraged to do the, the extra research to, to be able to answer those questions, right? And this will teach you how to be independent. Like I said, I, I, I gave you that example of me not being a morning person. I still am not, maybe because I'm Sicilian. No, 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 that's a stereotype. I am Italian though. It's really, really funny. But anyhow, so independent. Um, let's say you love morning classes because you are that morning person who's very, very active since, uh, I don't know, you get out of bed at 7 a.m., you do some push-ups, you're ready for the day, and you are willing to take those classes to wake up early in the day um, and, uh, you know, take those classes, perfect. You will have the freedom to structure your day in the way that you prefer, in the way that you prefer. Adaptability. Be prepared for a change in job market. Think ahead. Why am I saying this? Let me give you my example. Like I said, I was very, very interested in uh, international affairs. I decided to add international business. I'm now going into education. Why? Because I was very lucky to, uh, to be offered this admissions counselor position, um, thanks to which I was able to travel for my first year. And I'm like, you know what? I really like this. And guess what? I'm, uh, what, I, what I did choose was the international affairs and international business majors. What I didn't choose kind of was the job, right? So the, the job position was offered to me. I said, you know what, let's go for it. And now I want to go into education. But because of those, uh, you know, degrees and because of those majors, I'm now ready for something that I wasn't even thinking about when I was a student. And I hope this makes sense. I don't think there's a better example, right, for um, than uh, just a real life situation. Everyday skills, I mean, you see it, I'm talking to you, presenting, like I said, I was, I was telling you about the class project for that American government class, um, how it's all about presenting, getting the, uh, the message across as, efficient, as efficiently and as successfully as possible. Um, so like I said, hopefully that is very, very clear and then support, support, support. Why is this important? 
I don't know, let's say, um, and I know universities, different universities will have different services that they provide, but I can talk about JCU. JCU has a math tutoring lab. Who's not good at math? I wasn't. Still not great math. That hasn't changed, but we do have a math, a math tutoring lab. What does that mean? Students, they literally walk into a classroom. They go, hello, professor. It's usually a professor. They go, hello, professor. I need help with my assignments. Can you help me? I have an exam. I statistics. Lord have mercy if you, if you have a statistics class in, in a week or if you have to, you're going to have to take it, especially if you're an international affairs student. I'm not, I don't want to scare you. It's just statistics was definitely one of my favorite classes. Su such a, uh, like I said, it, it was actually my favorite class that I liked it so much. I had to take it twice. Or wink, right? So you hope you know what that means because I failed it the first time. No, but <laughs> so just to give an example, that math tutoring lab was and is there. Let's say you have an exam, you walk into the classroom, you go, Professor, I really need help with this, right? So some universities will have that specific service that you really need if you, you know, to work on your skills. Another one, the writing center. There is a very important assignment you need to submit, or uh, for example, you're already in your senior year, you're already looking at a master's program and you know you're going to have to present your thesis or your capstone paper, right? So very important essays that you've been working on. What do you do? You walk, you walk into the writing center, you go, Hi, I really need help with this. Can you please proofread it? I need somebody to, you know, to help me write this and all of that. So different, different uh, services, types of services that you will find. Or another one, let's say you are looking at um, universities which are not in your country. What do you do? Uh, for example, moving to Italy, Italy, we hear wonderful, wonderful things about it. But of course, it's still a country that is not perhaps, you know, might be far from home and uh, uh, has you know a different culture people speak a different language so let's say you are struggling a little and you you wish you you know you wish you had somebody to talk to universities have that they will provide you with counselors with people to talk to when you miss home when you get a little homesick and you go i really wish i could do this to help me i really wish i could talk to someone to help me right so this is very very important to, to make sure that you don't fall through the cracks right so that you make sure that you Feel your best to tackle your academic career, to take those classes, get the best grades you can. Okay, very, very important. Any questions? No, so far so good. Like I said, drop the questions, you may, any questions you may have in the Q&A box. I'd be more than happy to address those in a sec. Moving on, don't psych yourself out, right? This is very, very important. Um, when we were talking about, you know, um, succeeding and, uh, uh, you know, services and uh, what was the word? Sorry, support, support, support. This is the most important thing, as you can see, right? So the gifts, you can do it. You got this dog. Look at you, dog. Look at you. And that's from New Girl. Hopefully you like the, uh, the gifts we decided to go with. So flexibility, freedom in class schedules, housing, exploration, all that, even the orientation week. What is orientation week? You get to the city, you get to the university, you have one to two weeks to um, help you, the university will help you familiarize yourself with the area, with the city, with the neighborhood, with taking classes. And also, this is, I cannot stress it enough, this is also why it's very, con it's connected to our, um, you know, uh, admissions 101, so to our first uh, workshop, to our first session, because when you do that research, I don't know if you remember, that was that one bullet point that said, visit if you can, 
right? Do you see yourself in that environment? Because once you get to that place, once you are actually walking on, uh, you know, on the streets of that specific city, once you're actually, when, once you find yourself um, on campus, are you, are you feeling comfortable? Do you feel happy? This is, these are all things that are very, very important. And keep an open mind, get out of your comfort zone. University is gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. It would definitely revolutionize your world. Let me tell you, and like I said, I, I wasn't even looking at uh, right education when I was a student. I really wanted to do something else. But something I, I always say, and by the way, I was doing this interview with the student today, and uh, that's what I that's what I told her because she's still thinking about uh, you know what she would like to study and uh, how and what to do perhaps after graduation because she's looking for a job right I mean she's already thinking about looking for jobs and of course right with this whole pandemic situation going on uh, why is this important college just enjoy the ride right you've heard this before I cannot stress this enough you just enjoy the ride why because university college wherever you end up may not help you understand what you, exactly what you want to do, who you want to be in life, but let me tell you, it will definitely teach you what you don't want to, what you don't want to be, what you don't want to do in life, okay? So either way, you're going to learn something about yourself, you are going to learn something, period. And you can use that. You can use this four-year, three-year experience to you know, change your life and to shape what will come in the future. All right? Very, very important. I cannot stress this enough. Any questions? Oh, by the way, blah, 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 questions. You, I'll, I'll drop my email. Um, what to do, Giovanni? Do you think this is the right choice? Do you, I'm thinking about this. Like I said, let's turn this into a conversation. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions, not even about JCU, perhaps about, um, I don't know, what it took me to, to move away from my you know, hometown. And, and by the way, I could, can only imagine if you are looking at a different university or a university which is not in your country, I can only imagine uh, you know, the, uh, how excited you must be, but also what it may take for you to do it, right? So for you to, to make that happen, because at the end of the day, I am a 45 minute flight uh, you know, from home. So uh, you know, I, ju I just wanna, I just wanna let you know that although I'm not from Rome, uh, you will find wonderful people, even if you don't think that this is your city and perhaps this is a constant thought that you have in mind, um, you will find people who are on your exact same boat, who are ready to share their feelings, to, to talk about it. So you will find people just for that. Okay, nothing works out. You get to the place, you hate it. You hate the people you're studying with. You hate the people. Nothing, nothing is, you know, uh, what, what are we always told? To prepare for anything, right? So we get to the place. We, we just don't like it. We don't like the culture. We don't like the food. Hopefully, we're not talking about Italy. And, but, you know, if we, we don't like the, the people. We don't like the environment. Transfer options. The liberal arts education has that uh, feature. What does that mean? You can transfer out. You can transfer the credits. So to make sure that you don't waste any time, if you, even if you've already taken courses, even if you've already taken classes, it takes one email, it takes one email to send your transcripts from your home university to your destination university, right? So from, uh, to the university you would like to transfer to, okay? One email, it's that easy. Um, so nothing is set in stone. Of course, if you do experience some hardship, and we hope you won't, uh, 
you know, liberal arts, liberal arts education will also teach you how to be flexible, right? So perhaps you are willing to, to go through this because you know it's just a, you know, a, a downtime and just a, you're going through a rough patch and you're willing to, um, you know, to, uh, to get through this because you, you've been talking to people who are in, this, in your same situation, be talking to counselors too, the, the services are there. So you're also interested in that. But let's say none of that works out, fine, transfer, right? Like I said, Nothing is set in stone, but that's life. And this is why we want to stress that liberal arts education will prepare you for life. Okay, most important thing. Three-month rule, give yourself three months. Moving to a new city is hard. What can you do to smoothen the transition, right? Perhaps you can talk to people who are in your same situation. There are clubs, join student life. We'll be talking about that in a second. I promise it's on the next slide. But um, join student life do physical activity, even just walking over. Can you imagine just, you know, if you are that morning person we are referring to, I know they exist. I know they're out there. Um, but if you are that morning person we're referring to, perhaps you like to wake up at 6 a.m. and then just walk out of your dorm or just walk off campus and take that walk and imagine being in Rome, right? So you take that morning walk and you see the Colosseum, you walk to the Colosseum, you walk back to class, right? So, Perhaps that's one of the activities you may need for that three-month rule to give yourself time to familiarize yourself with the area, with the atmosphere, with the culture. But this is what we um, also suggest. And I know there's a question. Can we? No. Okay. So we will be uh, tackling questions once the presentation is over. But like I said, we're right here. Huh? We're almost done. Student life, make the most of it. This is another piece of advice that we have. Jump into student, student life. Now, look at this. That moment when you, you have so much stuff to do that you decide to take a nap instead. And let me tell you, that will happen to you. It's happened to me. It's happened to all the students I've gotten to know. Um, it's happened to, you know, even to my coworkers, right? It happens to everyone. That is okay. That's part of life. You know, like I said, I, I'm sitting on the couch right now. I might take a nap right now as I'm working. No, but really that might happen. That is okay. Versus <laughs> here you find too busy being awesome. What do we mean? By, what do we mean by that? Having both of those right moments, and uh, I would say, you know, going through uh, both of those phases is normal. But when you are involved, look at this. There's a huge list, right? There's a very long list of like, different activities. Let's take a look. Clubs and activities. Let me tell you something about JCU. John Cabot University has over 20 active student clubs. We're talking about the business club. We're talking about the art history society. We're talking about theater, the theater society. If you like to act, if you like to sing, if you like to perform, if you like to, we have the running club, right? They organize little runs and, uh, you know, hiking activities all over the city. Imagine hiking to the, the Coliseum and back. Uh, I mean, just Imagine that when you're too busy because you've been doing so many things to right to familiarize yourself with the area, to get used to the atmosphere, to, and most importantly, to get to know people. Because when you make those lasting friendships, that's when it changes. That's when you start seeing and getting to know people who are on your, the exact same boat as you, um, who are in, in the same situation as you, right? So that's when the whole opportunity, the whole thing changes, the whole situation changes because you are not in it alone, right? You will see that same, the same people, you know, other people have the same issue. They are going through the exact same thing. And what are, what do we always say? What are we always told? Unity um, is strength and, uh, 
you know, people are fighting the exact same battle as, uh, you know, as we are. So that's the most important, important thing, right? Clubs and activities, athletics. Boy, I cannot stress enough. I, I just love, so you saw the first gift, right? So it can't be better sports if you, if you don't play it, right? Um, I, I did play it actually my first, uh, my first freshman, uh, so my first year, uh, so my freshman year, I was on the basketball team. Nothing made me happier. Even if I, my position was left bench warmer, boy, let me tell you the way I warmed that bench, nobody else on my team could and did, uh, but I was pretty good at it. But do you think that, you know, and by the way, for, for the people who are not really into sports, bench warmers mean. Uh, or means uh, people who never play, who never get to play on the team or never starters. Um, I got to start, you know, some, uh, some days when the coach was feeling like it, but <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm, not, it's not like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm holding grudges or anything, but <laughs> let me tell you something. Just being on that court with people who have the same passion, who have the same interests, who love the exact same sport, the same activity, um, it's just, it will make, it will, no matter where you are in the world, no matter where you are on this planet, you're on that court for those, you know, 40 minutes, 48 minutes playing with those people who have the same interest, who have a, a bigger goal and that is to win, to succeed. And just, I mean, like I said, it'll make it, it'll make your whole experience worthwhile. So definitely jump into athletics opportunities. If you can travel now, and this is, as you can see, we put it twice travel opportunity, traveling Three-day weekends, yes. I can talk about JCU specifically. At JCU, we have classes on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, no classes. What does that mean? How about on Friday, you go to Florence? Um, sorry, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You spend your weekend in Florence. How about you spend your weekend in Milan? How about you spend your weekend in Naples? So I can ask just as enough. Visit Sicily. Sicily, mwah, bellissima. It's beautiful Sicily. But how about you travel wherever you are? Take advantage of those uh, off days. Or perhaps you, you, know, you have that meeting on or conference on Friday. Jump into that. Get to know people. Network. These will... These connections that you are making as an undergrad student will make the whole will make the difference when you graduate because they always come in handy. Something I was always told, like I said, I feel like I'm hitting you with cliches, but I cannot stress stresses enough. Um, it's not the money you make; it's the hands you shake. At least when you're a university student, okay. Just make sure you meet as many people as possible. Make sure you do um, travel. Make sure you, you know, you jump into student life. Make sure you do the most. You make the most of it. And that's our, our title uh, because it will make all the difference. These are all connections that you're making. These are all people that you're meeting um, who will be in the same position, who are in the same position as you, who will also be looking for a job, who will also, um, I don't know, end up leading a company or having a business or perhaps who will be working for that company and know you and you know you're a good person, you know, you, know, you, you have the same interests, cannot stress this enough. Okay. Student resources. We have student life offices. We have, as I said, uh, counselors, we have the math, the uh, math tutoring center, plenty of offices that are there just to help you succeed. How silly would it be if we didn't take advantage of those? 
and how silly would we be if we did if we didn't take advantage of those okay so also look into that and of course do your research ahead perhaps perhaps even within your academic department that you are interested in within your academic program there are specific offices that will help you and you only succeed in that specific field perhaps a university is better um, within uh, you know a field or, uh, I don't know they have a wonderful wonderful international affairs major sorry program or they have a wonderful business program and they have specific offices I can talk about for example JCU has an institute for entrepreneurship which is headed by a professor who got her MBA master of uh, master's uh, uh, program in business administration at Harvard Business School right so headed by uh, a professional a, an expert in the field of course, how do you think? Do you think it'll be easy to succeed? Of course, with the many, many events that they organize. Professors, which leads us, of course, to our second, uh, to our other point: use professors and advisors. So you get to talk to that advisor every single semester, right? Before you sign up for classes, you have that conversation I was telling you about. Is this important? Absolutely, yes, because you get to talk to them. You get to talk to someone who has been in your position, who, of course, has that experience, who has done, who has worked in that field. Talk to them. Think about recommendation letters. Think about connections, future connections, even in that field, if, if that's what you're willing to do, right? Think about that. Musical skills. Bands, choirs, just jump into it. Well, I was talking about the theater society. Some uh, other universities have the drama club. What is the difference? No difference at all, okay? So if you are into arts, if you are into, uh, you know, that field, do it. And even if you want to do it for fun. I remember my freshman year, I joined the um, the theater society and we were performing, we were about to perform the, the Adams Family. So each and every semester, JCU and its uh, theater society uh, prepares a performance for the end of the semester. We were doing rehearsals and all that. Guys, I, I'm, I cannot, I'm not making this up. I got kicked off the, uh, the student club, the, uh, the theater society because the day before the, sorry, not the day, but the weekend, no, the week before the uh, uh, performance, the final show, I left for Palermo for, for a weekend. The uh, professor was the head of the theater society who you know, helped students organize everything, decided that, and I was the host, by the way, sorry, I was the lead, right? So in the Adams family, I was, uh, yeah, I played, uh, what's his name, Cort no, what's his name, Cortez? I think that's his name. Uh, see, I'm not, I, uh, you know, let me, let me talk to the professor. If you're listening, if you're listening to this, um, professor, you made the right choice. I can't even remember the, uh, the lead's name. Anyhow. Doesn't matter, but do you know, jump into the and uh, you know, 10 years from now, I'll be able to say I, I was the lead and they never kicked me off the uh, the, the show. <laughs> Some people will remember, will remember though. Direct exchange program if you're not traveling in the same country, how about and I'll, I can talk about JCU specifically. Um, we have direct exchange programs with universities all over the world by paying the same tuition, you could spend one semester or a whole year all over the world. We have partner universities in Japan, South Korea, in uh, Pakistan, Nigeria, Egypt, Lebanon, the UAE. In Europe, we have, uh, we have France, Norway, the Netherlands, Ireland, we have Greece, as well as, of course, partner universities all over the Americas. We're talking about Mexico, Colombia, and of course, the United States. So can you imagine studying 
two years, three years in Rome, then one semester in Paris, then the following semester in New York City. Or if you'd like to study in, uh, uh, I don't know, one year in Los Angeles, can you do it? Yes. Can you study one year in uh, Athens? Can you do it? Absolutely, yes. You decide how you would like to shape your academic path, how you would like to shape your academic career. That is available. And just think about it, connections all over the world. Guess what? It doesn't work out in Italy. Guess I'll move to Greece. Guess I'll move to Paris. Guess I'll move to, to the US, right? Connections that can open worlds, right? And uh, that will help you in that specific field. Now, we put Greek life on the slide. Does JCU have Greek life? No. But um, this could be another opportunity. We know that Greek life is all about, you know, it's a fun activity. Um, and uh, especially if you're all about connections, like I said, it's not the money you make, at least when you, you're a university student, it's the hands you shake. So it's all about making those connections. Greek life will do just that. I know I've, I've always been told um, about this example that uh, if you, there was this person who graduated from that universe, from a specific university, then of course they started looking for a job. And when they did the interview, the job interview to get that position, they realized, and they had done some research in advance uh, beforehand, but they were doing that research and they saw that the human resources director, right? So the person who uh, is in charge of uh, hiring new people for that specific company, the same university and was from the same sorority, the same fraternity. These are all connections. Do you think uh, um, perhaps is there something that, uh, you know, uh, connects these two individuals who perhaps have never met before? The answer is absolutely yes. Like I said, these are all connections, networking opportunities that you can use. Advanced research tools and libraries. I can talk about, like I said, I'll talk about JCU, but then I'll uh, kind of um, go off and talk about some other, uh, you know, institutions as well. JCU has the number one, the biggest and largest collection when it comes to books, um, articles, journals, databases, and the English language. Okay, so for books, for um, number one in Italy. So when a university has that kind of access to these, you know, endless to this endless um, source of knowledge. Do you think you should be you should take advantage of that? The answer is absolutely yes. Okay. What this means is that, for example, we uh, we have some uh, databases that uh, also the University of Princeton has access to, or perhaps uh, I don't know Harvard has access to. So, do you think this is important? Uh, absolutely yes. Right. So, not only are you using uh, John Cabot University's knowledge, right, but you're also using um, other universities and other institutions' uh, knowledge that are coming, of course, you know, from all over the world, given you different perspectives when you are doing that academic work. Now, I know hopefully you've had as much fun as I have telling you about uh, um, Liberal Arts 102, so about this specific topic. Now, that was my last slide for today. We're going to be answering the question in a second. Something you need to know. Next Wednesday, people cannot stress this enough. And by the way, use the QR code. It will tell you how to register, how to sign up for the um, next session on Wednesday. And that is Careers and Opportunities 103. We cannot wait to, to talk about this. You will find me as your host once again. So hopefully this has been a fun ride. Um, and what was I going to say? So yes, follow us on social media, right? So uh, I have been talking about JCU. Hopefully I've kept it as neutral as possible. But the examples I have used, uh, you know, are 
did definitely come from uh, my personal experience as a former uh, you know, student at JCU, but also as an admissions counselor now for the International Admissions Office at JCU as well. Um, but like I said, so if you'd like to receive more information about JCU, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, <gasps> QR code, everything, all that. And let me answer that question before we move on to, uh, there we go. So before we move on to the uh, conclusion, all right, so Eleni asks, uh, there is a ban in case someone wants to work. A ban? No, the answer is no, because if you are given that study visa, and of course, make sure you do the uh, work in advance, you are allowed to work. And I'm talking about JCU, but usually American universities um, have a same, uh, have a similar, let's say, um, opportunity when it comes to working on campus, off campus. You have up to 20 hours to work on and off campus or off campus. Okay, so very, very important. It all depends on the study visa. Huh? Allora, Jordana is asking, could you talk about your experience with the two majors? I'm thinking about doing that, but I'm afraid it's too much. Thank you very much, Jordana. Now, what I always say, this may sound very, very funny. Um, in my business classes, I would, I would talk about politics. And in my politics classes, I would talk about business. Now, this is a joke, of course. But when you have that idea and... Uh, you know, when you are thinking about double majoring, I think, do I think you should go for it? Absolutely, yes. Why? Because um, perhaps you're thinking that uh, uh, you will be taking on the same, uh, in the same semester, you will be taking, you know, double the courses. The, uh, the, uh, uh, instead of taking five courses, you'll be taking 10 courses to make sure you double major. No, that is not the case because some courses count for both majors. Let me give you an example. I, like I said, I took, I had to take microeconomics, macroeconomics. I had to take international economics. I had to take statistics. These courses counted for both international business and international affairs. What does this mean? I had to take them once. Very, very important. Okay. So will you find even more courses that count for both majors? Absolutely. Yes. And let me tell you, you now have access specifically at JCU, uh, I can talk about, um, but you now have access to even more courses that will count for a potential double major that you might be interested in, uh, interest, interested in. Okay, Jordana. So I will wrap this up now, but like I said, let me drop my email in the chat ladies and gentlemen please any questions you may have feel free to shoot me an email there we go to shoot me an email we can schedule another zoom call i am available that i always say like i said hopefully this has been a uh, very fun ride we'll be able to listen to this again on spotify on our john cabot university official um cast which is our spotify account um, and uh, yeah, this has been John Cabot University's uh, uh, Declassified University Success Guide. So hopefully, like I said, this uh, session specifically, and we're talking about Liberal Arts 102, will help you succeed wherever you end up. Um, something I always say, right, because that profile is important. Uh, specifically, and I'm talking about John Cabot University, our university was named after an explorer. Right when we are talking about the C's of liberal arts, when the when this liberal arts education will teach you and will help uh, you gain those uh, you know that flexibility, um, you know that freedom, that independence. Let me tell you something about the profile of uh, uh, the student that you usually get at JCU. Like I said, John Cabot University was named after explorer Giovanni Caboto, 
John Cabot, one of the first few explorers to travel to North America. Very, very important. Am I this? Because that's usually the type of student you will get, right? That you will find at JCU. Somebody who's willing to step out of their comfort zone and have their life changed in Rome. And of course, like I said, wherever JCU will take them. So hopefully that uh, explorer we are looking for, that explorer that will come out of a liberal arts education is out there. If this uh, sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, do jump into it. And this has been a wonderful talking to all of you. We have people from all over the world, which is something that I love, I love to hear. And I can wait to talk to you again for our next session, Careers and Opportunities 103. That is next Wednesday. But if you are listening, listening to this on uh, Spotify, it does not matter. You will hear my voice again. You will hear Giovanni again. So looking forward to session number three. Hope uh, everybody uh, is staying safe. And yeah, this has been Giovanni, this has been Cabocast, this has been John Cabot University's uh, Declassified University Success Guide. Bye-bye, ciao.